Hi there, this is John from the freegiftfromgod.com podcast. I'm continuing to read the insights I've found while seeking to understand what the scriptures say the true church of God should look like. All of this information comes from my free ebook titled The True Church of God, and it can be downloaded freely at the freegiftfromgod.com website. So let me continue reading, and I hope you find something of value in the insights that the Lord has given to me. The second of the ministry gifts given and mentioned in Ephesians 4 verse 11, we see is to be a prophet. And his gifts were that some should be apostles, some prophets, some evangelists, some pastors and teachers. That's Ephesians 4 verse 11. One of the aspects of the work of the prophet is that it is internal to the church. The prophet works within the church to bring the words of the Lord to those in the church. But what does a prophet do and how do they do it? Looking at the Greek word, the word prophet is essentially untranslated from the Greek. The meaning of the word tells us that a prophet is a foreteller, an inspired speaker, and one who proclaims inspired utterances on behalf of God. Prophets speak to the church through the power of the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit, on behalf of the Lord, gives the prophet the words to say for the purposes of helping the church understand what is happening or what is about to happen so that the church is prepared. God does not keep his people in the dark. He wants them to know and understand what he is doing, and this is the work of the prophet. At the right time, the Lord will provide his words to his prophets to speak so that the people of the church are built up, enlightened, encouraged, warned and made ready for whatever may be coming. We see many examples of prophets speaking in the Old and New Testaments, and the following are two examples of the work of prophets. The first was where a prophecy was given by the Lord to warn the church of a coming event, specifically a time of famine. Now in these days, prophets came down from Jerusalem to Antioch, and one of them named Agabus stood up and foretold by the Spirit that there would be a great famine over all the world, and this took place in the days of Claudius. That's Acts 11, 27-28. This prophet Agabus was used by the Lord and spoke through the Holy Spirit foretelling the coming of a famine. The Lord was preparing the church so that they could understand this was about to happen and so that they could prepare for the impending time of hardship. This prophecy was for the whole church and given so that they could make ready. Agabus also gave another prophecy at another time while visiting the church in Antioch. He spoke a prophecy for Paul, and in this case it was also foretelling an event to come. While we were staying for some days, a prophet named Agabus came down from Judea. And coming to us, he took Paul's girdle and bound his own feet and hands and said, Thus says the Holy Spirit, so shall the Jews at Jerusalem bind the man who owns his girdle and deliver him into the hands of the Gentiles. Acts 21 verses 10 and 11. The Lord through the Holy Spirit and via the prophet Agabus was warning Paul that he would be bound and imprisoned by the Jews when he went to Jerusalem. When the rest of the church in Antioch heard this prophecy, they implored Paul not to go to Jerusalem. You should take note that the prophecy did not say Paul should not go, but rather was warning him of what would happen when he did go. Paul rejected the words of those around him as he was prepared to go even to death for the sake of the Lord and the faith. It was necessary for Paul to go to Jerusalem and be arrested and bound because through these things Paul was escorted to Rome and preached the gospel both in Rome and while on the journey. 
This was all part of the plan of God for the advancement of the gospel in the known world. And most importantly, we see that God used a prophet to let Paul know what would happen so that he would be ready and understand this was the plan of God when it took place. The work of prophets is also to exhort the congregations of the Lord to strengthen and build them up in the ways of the Lord. They give hope, encouragement and strength to the people. And we see this in the following scripture. And Judas and Silas, who were themselves prophets, exhorted the brethren with many words and strengthened them. Acts 15 verse 32. Judas, not Iscariot, and Silas were prophets. And here we see that they were given the words of the Lord through the Holy Spirit to strengthen the people. They exhorted and helped the people. And if we read on in this section, we find the people were greatly encouraged through these words. This is the purpose of prophecy and the work of prophets in the church. They foretell and warn of things to come. And they also help to build up the church with encouragement from the Lord through the Holy Spirit. It should be stated that the gift of prophecy cannot be taken. It is a gift given by the Lord, as are all of the other ministry gifts. I have seen books and articles written about how to become a prophet and how to come out in prophecy. But unless it is the will of God and the gift of prophecy is given by the Holy Spirit, this will not happen. One of the first things we must understand is that prophecy is a spiritual gift and so a person must have first received the Holy Spirit to be able to prophesy. Having the Holy Spirit does not automatically mean a person can or will prophesy, but without the Holy Spirit, a person cannot and will not be able to act as a prophet. How can a person speak the divine words of God and the Holy Spirit unless they have first received the Holy Spirit? They can't. To be a prophet of the Lord, a person must have also received the Holy Spirit. The process for receiving the Holy Spirit is outside the scope of this book. However, I have written extensively about this in many posts on my website, freegiftfromgod.com, and I've covered this also in another of my books titled The Six Foundation Teachings of Jesus Christ, which you can also get from my website for free. So that's all I have for this week. I hope you found it interesting, and I hope you will join me again next week as I continue looking at these aspects of the true church of God. All of the information I'm covering here is contained in a free ebook titled The True Church of God that can be downloaded from the freegiftfromgod.com website. So until next week, this is John from the freegiftfromgod.com podcast signing off and hoping you have a blessed week ahead. God bless. Mm-hmm.